Good morning, everybody, and welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. This is Morning Coffee with yours truly, Vince Tagliavia. This is a show where we go over the news and events of the day every morning, Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another day of unusual unfoldment, which is the title of today's show. Because everyone talks about this new normal. There's nothing new. There's, well, I guess it is kind of new. There's nothing normal about it, though. Just absolute craziness. So good morning, everybody. Welcome. Good to see you all. Hope everybody's doing well. We have some stuff going on as usual. Pardon me. Pardon me. Looks like everything is uh, tip-top magoo as far as all the technical stuff. Um, yeah, so we'll get into it, guys. It's a beautiful day. It's January 11th, 2023. Hump day. We had a good conversation last night um, with the after chat with the Red Pill family, with Josh and everybody. It was a good time, so thanks to everybody who joined on the Social Red Pill. It's free to join. Just join the Social Red Pill, socialredpill.com, and you could join us on these chats that we have on Tuesdays and really every night. Various people join throughout the week. Josh joins on Tuesday nights, and it's a good time. So thanks. Thank you, everybody. Holy moly. Well... Let's get into it. Well, okay, there's stuff going on, but um, I feel like tensions might be high still, you know, considering uh, everybody's dropping dead around us, even, you know, babies and children and young adults, teenagers, uh, athletes. Uh, not only are people dropping dead, but they're pushing this weird globalist agenda. They're attacking energy. We can't even cook with our gas stoves anymore apparently they're trying to get rid of those it's just crazy man so i wanted to start today with something a little lighthearted, and then we'll get into more doom and gloom and truth but let's look let's let's just watch this everybody just enjoy this Sloth is just playing with the water. Come on, they rescued the sloth, he's in the boat, and he's just enjoying the moment. I think that we need to learn from the sloth and enjoy the moment, which is why I wanted to start with that. You know, yesterday we had uh, the clouds parted here in Washington State, and I was immediately out there as soon as I could uh, get out of the studio. I was out in the sun with the sun shining on my face, and it was just amazing. Oh. I was going to say, uh, I was going to post on the app and ask you guys, you know, does anything feel better than the sun just shining on your face after not seeing the sun for days and days, maybe weeks? And I was like, yeah, I better not ask that. I think some people might come up with some answers. I don't want to hear. But um, it was amazing. So make sure you take some time and enjoy life. Enjoy the day, the little things, which actually may not be as little as we think. Just like the sun shining on your face. Amazing. It's snowing in Spokane. Oh my gosh, Mr. Plum. Wild. Wild. Oh my goodness. Well, stay safe out there. Spokane's eastern Washington over there by Idaho. All right. Well, everybody, if you do enjoy something today, post that positive energy on the social red pill or on Twitter and tag me, and we could all use the uh, the mental help, right? I mean... People are losing their their minds out there, really, especially the liberals, where if you just start taking red pills, like, you know, now, imagine being completely asleep and you just start taking red pills. There's some side effects to that, and you could lose your damn mind because uh, they're not easy to swallow, uh, 
and there's a lot to learn and uh, you tend to start slipping when you get towards the edge of the rabbit hole and you could lose your footing and fall all the way to the bottom and I think we might be seeing that with some of these people and it's really unfortunate but uh, we need to wake up we all need to wake up and I think everybody has more waking up to do. I don't think we have all the answers to exactly what's going on. That's a big part of why we spend so much time looking at this narrative and trying to piece the pieces together. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Lindsay says I look tanner. <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay. So my, my, my olive skin, I'm blessed to have my olive skin. And yeah, I... Maybe I got a little tanner. I was surprised that there was so much warmth coming off the sun. Um, of course, I couldn't help but notice yesterday that there's like this nasty, weird fog in the sky. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, is this natural? Is this normal? Why is it so like, um, it's not clear. It's just weird, but still a nice day. We could, there was fairly clear, but it's just weird. Chemtrails. All right, let's talk about the news. Aside from that rescued sloth, um, which is probably the most important thing we'll cover today, I'll be honest with you. Well, let's see here. As far as finance goes, the markets are up a little bit today, but we'll see how it does long term here. Um, we have some news from FTX. FTX advisors locate over $5 billion in cash liquid crypto. Huh, this happened right after, if you guys recall from the other day, um, Sam Bankman-Fried was not allowed to access his uh, shares, some shares that he had of Robinhood, I believe they were. Um, they, I think they were worth $500 million, and he wanted to use them for his lawsuits and pay his lawyers or whatever. And apparently uh, that was denied and slapped down. They're like, no, you can't have that, and which was awesome. But now, conveniently, they seem to... Uh, found a solution imagine that as ftx returns to bankruptcy court today sullivan and cromwell attorney adam landis speaking on behalf of ftx told a bankruptcy hearing this morning that quote we have located over five billion of cash liquid cryptocurrency and liquid investment securities measured at petition date of value at petition date value it just does not ascribe any value to holdings of dozens of illiquid cryptocurrency tokens where our holdings are so large relative to the total supply that our positions cannot be sold without substantially affecting the market for the token. The announcement substantially raises the total FTX claims it holds after the company's new leadership said it could only find just over a billion dollars on December 20th, 2022. Coindesk reports that Landis also spoke to a recently announced uh, cooperation agreement with the Securities Commission of the Bahamas, saying it was, quote, an important first step to al align incentives and maximize joint recoveries. It does not matter who collects $1 for customers, as long as the customer gets it, Landis said. We've established a task force with the official committee of creditors and the Bahamas JPL to explore alternatives for the sale or reorganization of the international platform. Oh, I have a sneeze coming on. Sorry, guys. We note that Cointelegraph previously reported that FTX has $8.8 in total liabilities. At the time, sources said the exchange had very little cash and liquid digital assets, amounting to an estimated $8 billion hole in its balance sheet. The amount of the shortfall is not clear yet. It depends... It will depend on the size of the claims pool and our recovery efforts, but every week we come closer to completing the work necessary to estimate recoveries for the purpose of a plan of reorganization, Landis said. The United States Attorney Office for the Southern District of New York has formed an FTX task force to trace and recover missing customer funds and handle investigations and prosecutions related to the exchange's collapse. John Ray must be pleased, as will be Tom Brady, and this could be good news for Gemini and Genesis with regard to potential recoveries as their public feud escalates. Sam Bankman-Fried had $5 billion laying around, and he didn't just disappear. <laughs> right. They own so much of these cryptocurrencies that if they sell, that the price would crash. That's interesting. It's not very decentralized, is it? I wonder uh, what their holdings are there. You know, this is why we have to be careful with what we invest in. 
there are scam coins out there. You don't want to own something that is controlled by Sam Bankman Freed, do you? Where your the value of your investment depends on them and they really control the whole system. They control the ebb and the flow. They control the price. You know, they want to lower the price, dump some shares. You want to high want to make the price higher, buy up the shares. It's a little game that they play with these currencies. And they even play it with our stock market, believe it or not. These sons of guns. So we'll see what happens with Sam. Oh, thank you guys. So uh, Nadine donated a diamond and a diamond and a, and uh, Patriotic Pisces donated a diamond. Thank you, Nadine. And thank you, Summer. Appreciate it. You guys are so, so supportive. I appreciate that. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> look at the light and say mayonnaise. It'll stop the sneeze. It it seemed to go away on its own. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, let's move on. We've got the Swiss National Bank. The Swiss National the Swiss National Bank posts stunning 143 billion dollar loss. Oh my gosh. All right. Oh, man, it's coming back. This week, the Swiss National Bank posted a staggering annual loss of 132 billion Swiss francs last year. This equals around $143 billion and marks the largest lost loss in its 116-year history. Several factors contributed to the loss, including dropping stock and fixed income markets and the strengthening Swiss franc. The provisional figure is a considerable reverse from 2021's profit of 26 billion francs and far exceeded the country's previous record loss of 23 billion francs recorded in 2015. The loss equates to around 18% of the country's projected gross domestic product of more than 744 billion francs. As a result of these losses, the National Bank will not be making its normal payouts to the Swiss government and member states. This means that the country's 26 administrative districts will have to adjust their spending plans. It also expects to impact payments to its shareholders. Unlike many other central banks, the Swiss National Bank is a joint stock company that is publicly traded. Around half of its shares are currently held by institutions in the public sector, while the rest are held by private individuals and companies. 131 billion francs of these losses are being attributed to its foreign currency positions, while 1 billion are being pinned on Swiss franc positions due to the currency's strong gains as investors turned to this supposed safe haven during European volatility. However, there was some good news as, as the bank's gold holdings, which equaled 1,040 tons at the end of 2021, managed to gain 400 million francs in, the val in value throughout 2022. The Swiss franc has been trading at a level of at a level of above 1 euro since June. It only reached this level briefly in the past back in 2015. In December, the Swiss National Bank increased its interest rates for the third time in 2022, pushing them up 1% with the aim of countering inflation of 3%. <laughs> However, it's important to note that the country's inflation rate is still significantly lower than the overall rate for the eurozone of more than 10%. Um, wow, so they have all these huge losses, but they did see some gains when you look at just their investments in gold. So what does that tell you? Uh, it tells you that maybe they should invest more in gold. <laughs> maybe that's what we're going to see happen here. Um, and of course, they're following all the other banks. They follow the Fed. Uh, I think it comes from the Fed. I'm not sure. Where's the root? Where's the start of the thing? But it seems like everybody follows the Fed. The Fed raises rates. Everybody else raises rates. It's crazy. So um, interesting story there. Not good. This is not good. <laughs> I'll tell you what. This is, I think, looking like uh, the beginning of the collapse here. It's a huge loss. Like It erased all of their gains. I would like to see their gains over the last few years because they said that they made like 23 I think it was 23 billion last year and they lost 143 billion um they erased those losses plus plus much more it could be years they could have just erased years of profits wow so that's pretty wild 
We had a big thing happen this morning. The FAA apparently had some computer outages, and they shut down all flights across the country. This hasn't happened since 9-11, when there were those um, false flag attacks on the, on the Twin Towers. So, yeah, this morning, early this morning, they shut down all these flights. Let's read this article by Zero Hedge and see what the heck is going on. Which, by the way, I don't think anybody knows still. Really, where? what is the truth? FAA resumes air traffic nation, nationwide, but, but causes 4,000 flights to be delayed. So it has been solved, but here we go. Normal air traffic operations are resuming gradually across the U.S. following an overnight outage um, to the notice-to-air missions system that provides safety into flight crews. The ground, I'm sorry, excuse me. The ground stop has been lifted, FAA tweeted. But grounding all domestic flights for hours has sparked travel chaos this morning. There are currently 4,000 delays within, into, or out of the U.S. Flight tracking websites FlightAware showed another 700 flights were canceled. And then there's this. John Cordillo tweeted, or Cordillo, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. He said, if you're surprised that the FAA's system went down this morning, grounding all domestic flights, you shouldn't be. Below are DOT and FAA's APROPS focus in 2023 budget. A props, a props. Oh, whoops. Quote, racial equity, quote, inclusion, income inequality, environmental justice, and climate change. Of course. What a mess. At least airlines this time around can blame the government for flight disruptions. President Biden has been briefed about the FAA's system failure. <laughs> Jean-Pierre said that there's no evidence of a cyber attack at this point. And now domestic departures halts will extend 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, FAA expects in a few hours to have a sense of the cause. FAA ordered all airlines to halt domestic departures until 9 Eastern time, 9 a.m. Eastern time. So far, 1,366 flights have been delayed within, into, or out of the U.S. Flight tracking website FlightAware showed another 108 were canceled. The FAA is still working to fully restore the notice-to-air mission system following an outage. Some functions are beginning to come back online. National Airspace Systems operations remain lifted, FAA tweeted this morning at 3.57 a.m. Uh, that is Pacific time, about 7 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, early Wednesday morning, the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration system that notifies pilots about hazards or any change to airport facility services suffered an outage that might result in a nationwide grounding. The FAA wrote in an advisory update that its NATAM, the NOTAM, Notice to Air Mission System, had failed. The aviation agency provided no immediate estimate for when it would return online. Okay. Uh, in a statement to NBC News, the FAA said operations across the national airspace system are affected. Blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, everybody was reporting on it. Passengers are beginning to complain on social media. And it really makes us wonder. A lot of complaints. I've been sitting on a plane full... I've been sitting on a full plane at the gate at LAX for two plus hours for a system issue with the FAA. When will this be resolved? Hashtag flight delay. Wow. So of course, right away, I start thinking all these crazy things. What's going on? Are the aliens here? But uh, no, not doesn't seem like it. Uh, Hillbilly Jackal says it sounds like a cyber attack. It does sound like a cyber attack. Um, but we don't know. So let's see. Here is uh, another complaint. Somebody said, we're stuck inside Narita Airport, flight AA-60 to DFW, because our flight has been rescheduled 20-plus hours delay, and the customer service has only offered us sleeping bags to sleep on the floor. No hotel, no transportation, no meal vouchers. What's going on? Wow. They're like, sleep on the floor, peasants terrible. I'm so glad I'm not at the airport right now. Uh, Donald Trump tweeted about this this morning about an hour ago. He said, "All." Uh, I'm sorry, he didn't tweet. He truthed. He said, quote, 
All flights have been canceled throughout the good old USA due to incompetence and the fact that we're now living in the equivalent of a third world nation. I think about our obsolete airports all the time at our big America First rallies. We have no borders, no energy independence anymore, no airports, no nothing. We do have massive inflation, a rotten economy, and rigged elections. Make America great again! Ooh, like retruth. Make America great again. Oh, I'm so blurry. The heck? Uh-oh. There we go. Sorry about that. Make America great again. Trump's right. Uh, and, you know, I don't believe in coincidences at all. Not even a little bit. So I thought this was pretty interesting when I came across this this morning, considering all the stuff happening with the airlines. The UK police are investigating uranium-tainted cargo at Heathrow. British counterterrorism police are investigating after border officers seized cargo contaminated with uranium at London's Heathrow Airport. This is January 11th, 2023, just, you know, five hours ago by the Associated Press. London... London Associated Press, British counterterrorism police are investigating after border officers seized large containment, large contaminated, uh, seized cargo contaminated with uranium at London's Heathrow Airport. The Metropolitan Police Force said Wednesday that a very small amount of contaminated material was identified after routine screening with a package incoming to the UK on December 29th. It said the forces counterterror. Okay, so did this happen on the 29th? They said Wednesday, this, on December 29th, this might be old, so maybe it's not connected. The Metropolitan Police Force said Wednesday that a small amount of contaminated material was identified after routine screening with a package incoming to the UK, unquote, on December 29th. So they said this on December 29th. So maybe this is old. It said that the Forces Counterterrorism Command is investigating there have been no arrests. The BBC reported that the uranium was in a shipment of scrap metal. The Sun, which first reported the story, said the shipment originated in Pakistan and arrived on a flight from Oman. 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 I don't know. Police Commander Richard Smith said the amount of contaminated material was extremely small and has been assessed by experts as, as no threat to the public. He said, it does not appear to be linked to any direct threat, but the investigation continues. We will, of course, follow every avenue to see what the background to this was and satisfy, our, satisfy ourselves that there is no further threat. Okay, so maybe... Um, okay, weird. So what the heck? So this is old, apparently. Okay, never mind. Maybe it has nothing to do with it. But, Interesting. You know, I think that this could potentially be most likely a cyber attack of some kind or a test, maybe a purpose out purposeful outage. I don't know. They had to reboot the system apparently, huh? I hope it's not some terrorist stuff, but mm. sons of guns, hey. <laughs> All right, let's see here. We have <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry I skipped forward here. Um, oh, no, I didn't. Um, double standard. We have Biden and his de and his uh, not declassified documents. Biden's classified documents that are coming to the surface here. Um, we have a double standard. We have hypocrisy. We have absolute an absolute clown show surrounding the coverage of this. Of course, The View came out and was arguing that Biden deserves the benefit of the doubt on classified documents. Oh, my gosh. Um, so we had Trump's, you know, Trump's Palm Beach, Florida raid, and they found the docu these documents, and they were classified, but Trump has the authority to declassify anything as president just by simply stating this is declassified. And we had the same thing happen with Biden. However, Biden is vice president. They do not have the same laws dictating what they could do with declassifying information, so he cannot have classified information. But 
The leftists were quick to condemn Trump without a clear understanding of the law, but not surprisingly, they are also quick to give Joe Biden the benefit of the doubt, as he recent as he has recently been found to also be in possession of classified materials from his time as vice president. The hypocritical nature of the poli- political left is once again on full display, as members of The View argue that Trump is a liar and a thief, therefore he deserves persecution, while Biden does not. Whoopi Goldberg makes the claim that Biden handed over the documents willingly. His lawyers found them and gave them to the National Archive, but they sat in his offices for at least six years. Joy Bear Bear says the quiet part out loud. Leftists commonly engage in this kind of double standard. Trump is a conservative, at least by the measures of the view, and thus deserves extra scrutiny. Biden is a leftist, again by their measure, and thus deserves fair appraisal. There is little to no difference between these two events involving classified documents, but Trump is treated as guilty until proven innocent, while Biden is innocent until proven guilty. Actually, I disagree with what they wrote there. There are some differences between these two events. The difference is Trump appears to be within the law, and Biden appears to be working outside of the law. Clearly. Absolutely clearly. You don't need to be an experienced lawyer to understand that. Yeah. Hypocrites. Um, so I hope Biden goes down for this. They're going to go after him hard, and I hope he goes down for this. Um, and everything else. Let's face it. Okay. Libtards. Libtards. While we're on the subject of libtards... Let's talk about Rosa DeLauro. Lauro. Rosa DeLauro. Uh, she is that dem with the purple hair who looks like a cartoon character and demands to be taken seriously, but it's just a pinko nut, in my opinion. Um, let's hear what she has to say. We have a clip. Oh, oh, we have a clip here. Let's watch. This is from yesterday, I believe. Or, or wait, is this this morning? Yeah, she posted this yesterday. Hello, this is Congresswoman Rosa DeLauro, representing Connecticut's 3rd Congressional District. Under the cover of night, the first bill brought to the floor by the new Republican majority makes clear where they stand. It is not with hardworking middle-class American families who have not seen a pay increase in years. It is not with people who live paycheck to paycheck and struggle with the rising costs of living. Rather, House Republicans' number one priority is to stand with billionaires and the biggest corporations who do not pay tax. The legislation they propose would gut the Internal Revenue Services and strip the agency of the necessary resources to ensure billionaires and big corporations pay taxes. Simply put, They want billionaires and greedy corporations to continue business as usual and not pay the taxes that each and every one of us pay. So while billionaires take advantage of this broken tax system, everyday Americans are stuck footing the bill. We cannot and we will not allow House Republicans to dismantle the Inflation Reduction Act, which Democrats passed to make sure that billionaires pay their taxes, which reduces costs for hardworking middle-class families and ensures they are not left paying for wealthy tax cheats whose only aim is to avoid paying little or no taxes. That is why I was proud to stand up and to say enough is enough and voted against this legislation, while House Republicans work to shield billionaires and corporations from paying taxes, I am committed to working on serious proposals like the child tax credit that will help bring down the cost of living for all working middle-class families, not just billionaires and the most powerful corporations. Hello. Okay, so here she is, Rosa DeLauro, everybody. Uh, spreading false information and fake news on the internet. She should be investigated by the FBI immediately. Oh my goodness. You know, people hear this stuff, they believe what she's saying. The the Republicans just want to... They just want to support billionaires. But, you know, they accuse the other side of what they're doing. Oh my gosh. She's a nut. She needs to be committed. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
terrible stuff. This, these are the people in our, these are our representatives. Can you believe this? I mean, wow. Let's see what else we have. CNN. Oh, I'm sorry. CNN. OAN has been suspended from Twitter permanently for reporting on Representative Buddy Carter's Fair Tax Act, which will abolish the IRS. Can you believe this? So Twitter's still broken. Maybe they have a rotten egg in there. Twitter permanently suspended OAN reporter Daniel Baldwin this morning following a tweet covering Congressman Buddy Carter's Fair Tax Act, which will abolish the IRS. H.R. 25, the Fair Tax Act, will, quote, promote freedom, fairness, and economic opportunity by repealing the income tax and other taxes, abolishing the IRS, and enacting a national sales tax to be administered primarily by the states, according to the bill. Buddy Carter tweeted that Congress can abolish the IRS by passing this bill. Okay. As the Gateway Pundit previously reported, Democrats and rhino lawmakers weaponized the IRS against good, hard-working Americans last August by passing the Inflation Reduction Act, which hired 87,000 new IRS agents, including armed and fit federal tax agents who are willing to use deadly force. And that's a quote, willing to use deadly force. The House representatives on Monday evening voted 221 to 210 to repeal funding for 87,000 IRS agents. We'll see. You know, it may not go through, but it's interesting that they are banning people for it, for talking about it. Kind of ridiculous, Twitter. Um, and other ridiculousness and just outright disgraceful stuff. Somebody posted this interesting thread here just to show how America last we've become. How America last are we today? It's a disgrace. This could help feed our veterans, elderly, and citizens in need. Migrants won't eat it. Nearly a ton of taxpayer-provided food gets tossed in the trash every day at massive Manhattan Hotel, being used to house migrants. Here's some pictures, and these look like some sandwiches. These are bags and bags of food in a big bin. Uh, and here's a hotel with a bunch of Corona beers, trash, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, let's see here. Because they'd rather secretly cook their own meals on dangerous hot plates, a whistleblower worker has revealed disrupting photos show garbage bags full of sandwiches and bagels awaiting disposal at the Four Star Road New York City Hotel near Times Square. Where the city pays a daily rate as high as $500 per room, hotel employees Felipe Rodriguez told the Post. It's a crime to be throwing out so much food, he said. Other images show a hotel room littered with empty beer cans and bottles following a wild World Cup viewing party in November, Rodriguez said. That gathering in a room whose occupant gave the key to a cousin while she was in the Bronx hanging out erupted into a fight over a match that left one man with a big knot on his head, Rodriguez said. Rod Rodriguez said he also shot a brief video clip of two female migrants engaged in a hair-pulling fight outside the hotel New Year's Eve. <laughs> on New Year's Eve, the 23-second cell phone recording showed men holding what appeared to be beer cans while struggling to separate the woman after they tumbled off the sidewalk into the street. An NYPD source who was working in Times Square on New Year's Eve confirmed the chaos at the hotel, saying the lobby was littered with broken bottles and some, re and some revelers were dancing while others were sprawled out on the furniture and the floor. It was a total shit show, the cops said. City Hall has refused to say how much it pays to rent out the row or any of the scores of the other hotels being used to house migrants, house migrants. But Rodriguez said he's, quote, hearing from management it's between 400 and 500 a night per room, depending on how big the room is. Rodriguez, 57, said he began working at the 1300-room hotel in 2017 and was shocked by what's happening since Mayor Eric Adams' administration began using its, quote, humanitarian response and relief center. What changed in October was dramatic, he said. There are some nice migrants in the hotel looking for that American dream, that second chance make to make it into society. But there's a lot of migrants there that are causing chaos. We have a lot of fights, a lot of drugs, a lot of sexual harassment abuse. An NYPD source confirmed that cops have responded to a string of domestic incidents at that hotel. 
Rodriguez said NYPD officers were initially stationed in the lobby but were replaced by National Guard soldiers in December. Rodriguez also said the hotel had a list of people that are supposed to be quarantined for COVID, chickenpox, whatever it is. Weird. Nobody supervises this pe these people, he said. Once they get bored, they flee. We don't know who's sick and who's not sick, Rodriguez added ruefully. We are in an environment that is hostile, violent, and not safe anymore. Wow. Wild. I had not seen an inside look like this into what is going on, but here's Biden's America. America last. And, of course, um, our homeless get left on the wayside, hungry, sitting in the streets, on drugs, needing mental help a lot of times. Um, you know, veterans that need help, struggling. Um Elderly people who are just barely scraping by and could, you know, a sandwich, that'd be a big deal. That's a nice thing. Like, this is crazy. They're just being very wasteful. Very, very, very wasteful. This is not good for our country. Hopefully we can see this get cleaned up. It's going to take time, though. And it doesn't seem like we're making any headway in that direction quite yet. Wow. Um... Let's look at this apartment building in China. More and more Chinese apartment complexes need to scan your face to give you access to your home. Wow. Oh, wow. It doesn't exist anymore. Holy smokes. This is why we can't have nice things, but there was a video. Um, some apartment buildings, apparently, you have to scan your face in order to get the door to unlock. They use biometrics. I wonder if there's an override, maybe if you have a key, but... Um, scary stuff you know we talk about this when they digitize everything they control everything and they could turn off your access and turn off your car turn off your biometric data acceptance they could label you as you know whatever they want they could call you a terrorist even if you're not and who's gonna stop them right so wild um here is a video of some of the this is just proving a point let's just watch donald trump uh donald trump donald trump next up this was to a largely african-american audience quote if my opponent wins they're gonna put you all back in chains trump again <laughs> huh. wow <laughs> i still think that's Donald trump oh definitely trump uh trump donald trump next up uh, this was about President Obama. He called him, quote, the first mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean. Uh, Trump? I'll go Trump again. Who do you think said that? Uh, I think Trump said that. Donald Trump. What if I told you that all of those are actually Joe Biden? <laughs> yeah. So, those liberals, man. Hopefully they're waking up, but... Man, it's hard to watch that stuff. <laughs> uh, for five hundred a night, I hope they get. Yeah, I hope they get mints left on their pillow. Jeez. Um. <clears throat> Apparently, California is moving to a digital license plate, and it has made cars trackable by hackers. Here we go. Just like the story we just covered where Chinese people need to scan their faces to get into some apartment buildings. Well, here's something along that lane of things. California's new digital license plates made cars trackable by hackers. Blacklisted News posted an article on that. You know, it's hard to avoid this stuff when they integrate it into everything. If you want to drive, you need the newest license plate. We require it by law here. Oh, you need to register. Oh, you need a, an advanced driver's license if you want to leave the state. Oh, you know, if you need to do this, you need to do that. They kind of coerce people into following into this futuristic trap that they want to build of, of biometric data and tracking everybody's move and knowing when you're going to the bathroom and knowing what to put in front of your face and when they could sell you something and what they could sell you. Oh, geez. I don't want to play in this digital world. Um, this was interesting. I didn't know, but apparently a salt mine was captured by Russia's Wagner Group and Zero Hedge published an article on it. Let's look. 
Inside Ukraine's 120-plus mile, mile salt mine tunnels just captured by Russia's Wagner Group. The head of the, of the private Russian military firm Wagner Group has announced pro-Moscow forces have taken control of the town of Solodar in eastern Ukrainian region of Donetsk. Wagner chief Yevgeny Prigozhin admitted in a series of Tuesday and Wednesday comments that fighting in the area is still ongoing, but said units of Wagner private military company have taken the entire territory of Solodar under their control and that Ukrainians are surrounded. The city center has been surrounded and urban warfare is underway. The number of captives will be announced tomorrow, Prigazin said. No units other than the Wagner PMC fighters were involved in the storming of Solodar. The Amsterdam-based Moscow Times and the AFP underscore that, if confirmed, the capture of Solidar would mark Russia's biggest success in its war on Ukraine following months of retreats elsewhere. Prigazin's emphasis was that it was only Wagner and no regular forces that stormed Solidar and reportedly unleashed anger and controversy inside the Russian chain of command. Britain's Ministry of Defense acknowledged in a Tuesday daily briefing that a majority of Solidar is already under Russian control. Part of the fighting has focused on entrances to the 200-kilometer-long dis disused salt mine tunnels, which run underneath the district. Both sides are likely concerned that they could be used for infiltration behind their lines, the MOD briefed, briefing described. Control of Solidar, a small town of 10,000 pre-war, known for its immense salt mines, is seen as especially too strategically key to Russian forces seeking to encircle the city of Bakhmut, which has witnessed months of intense but stalemated fighting. Bakhmut is 15 kilometers away from the outlying town of Solidar. Wow. Wagner troops have been photographed inside this famous salt mines. Following what state media described as fierce fighting, the firm also said it has taken many Ukrainian troops captive. There are also reports of large below-ground ammunition stores discovered there. Interesting. Wow. This is crazy. Ну ничего, это все временно. Понятно. А внизу они стоят или нет? Внизу, конечно. Ну пошли, может, до них и дойдем, да? Это их, да? Да, это от них ящики, вот что я говорю. There's more images. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Sorry. Where'd it go? Um, what? Look at this. Oh, it's supposed to be the end of the tunnel. Whoa. Crazy. Um, unbelievable wow this is a crazy tunnel i have never seen such a massive tunnel have you holy smokes what wild absolutely wild and the fact you know i didn't realize that they had weapons in there as well apparently uh, allegedly that's been reported and that's my first thought when i hear about this happening it's like what else is in those tunnels where do the tunnels lead all this sort of information so crazy oh come on tunnels really uh deep underground military bases where they store ammunition that's such a conspiracy theory oh my gosh get away Shut up. Gump, thank you. Donated a dollar. This is way better than Fox News. Wow. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Wow, I can't believe that story. That blows my mind. Uh, this morning, Al Jazeera reported that the 20 people were killed in a suicide blast outside the Afghan Foreign Ministry. 
Just more violence. Terrible. A deadly suicide blast outside Afghan foreign ministry in Kabul, Al Jazeera reported. The Taliban-run information ministry official says 20 killed in a blast. But no comments from foreign and interior ministry. Um, at least 20 people have been killed after a suspected suicide bomber detonated himself outside the foreign ministry in Kabul in the second major attack in the Afghan capital this year, according to Taliban officials. A Taliban official. Ustad Faridin, an official of the Taliban-run information ministry, told Reuters, Reuters that uh, the bomber had planned to enter the foreign ministry but failed. He added that at least 20 people were killed and many others injured. The photo of the area, confirmed by local by official sources, showed at least nine people wounded or killed laying outside the ministry as security forces attended to them. Kabul spoke uh, Kabul police chief spokesman Khalid Zadran said security teams have been deployed to the site. He said at least five people were killed and several wounded. Okay, The blast hit about 4 p.m. local time on Wednesday. Taliban foreign and interior ministry officials have, not, have yet to comment. Um, oh, here we go. The blast reportedly happened when a Chinese delegation was... Uh, was meeting the Taliban at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. That was That's interesting, huh? So it could have been a targeted attack to, towards China, but who knows? Maybe just, you know, one of those pesky coincidences. Oh, my gosh. All right. Thank you, Lindsay. $11. Wow. So much better than Fox News. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <clears throat> all right, let's talk a little bit about health, and then we'll get on with our days. We've got a lot ahead of us. I'm sure all of you do as well. Um, it's going to be a good one. It's hump day tomorrow, or, you know, tomorrow's the last, I call Thursday the last day of the week because that's on Fridays. I just, you know, Thursdays are the new Friday for me because I'm trying to enjoy my weeks. So uh, let's get on with it because I can't wait to get into this weekend. By the way. Josh and David Whitehead today, soon, are going to... I don't know exactly what time. I need to pull this up. But they're going to be doing their Flat Earth debate. We need to pull this up. We all need to pull this up. Maybe I need to take some time out of my day. I might not be able to participate in the chats and stuff, but I am going to be listening to this. I hope. Let me see if I can find it. Josh. Redpills.tv. Josh is at Redpill the World, by the way, on Twitter. If you're not following him, why the heck not? If well, maybe you're not on Twitter, but I'll put this in the chat for you guys, so you can follow Josh. Did I miss the news about the sloth, Lindsay? <laughs> yeah, you did. I'll post it on the app. It's at 3 p.m. Eastern. Okay, thank you, Lindsay. Here's Josh's Twitter. Where it is on Rumble. I'll, I'm getting the link right now. Um. Da, da, da. Josh has been tweeting a lot. Here we go. David Whitehead. Ah. Tomorrow, Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Josh and David Whitehead will be discussing uh, defending the spherical shape, as David Whitehead put it. I feel that spheres in general get a lot of flack that they don't deserve. It should be fun. Hashtag Flat Earth. Um, the Earth Chronicles, Episode 6, Flat Earth Debate on Rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. So, make sure you guys tune into this one. This is um, on Patel Patriots channel on Rumble. Get ready. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. I love this conversation about the Earth. So fun. All right, so let's talk about health, you guys. I know it's not my favorite topic. It's probably not yours, but I do like to know what the heck is going on. Um, let's see. Well, we have just a string of unfortunate deaths. Um, a kindergarten student in Ohio died suddenly. Unbelievable. A high school student, 17, dies after collapsing during workout. She was a beautiful spirit. Yahoo.com reported that. 17 a 17 year another 17 year old high school student in ohio dies suddenly from cardiac arrest while at school 
this is a daily occurrence. It's not normal. This is the unusual unfoldment of the not normal wonderland that we find ourselves in. This is probably all from the jab. Let's face it. And if it's not from the jab, well, it's from something. So we better figure it out. And maybe it's from all the chemicals in our food and all the crap in our water. Ugh. There's so much stuff we could do for our health, and it's clear. It's not pseudoscience. It's not a mystery. We need to eat whole, good, non-GMO foods, natural food, <clears throat> and we need to stay active, keep moving, stay healthy, um, and that is that. COVID-19, a global financial operation. This is the truth right here. The second smartest guy in the world posted this. <laughs> like a slow motion pancaking skyscraper demolition in mid explosion, the market crash to end all markets is currently underway. There's still time left to evacuate the hyper centralized global financial system, collapsing into its own footprint by migrating into decentralized local patches, both in digital and analog realms. Okay, so this is obviously a big opinion piece by him, but he talks about this a little bit. I'll read a little bit of this, an excerpt. The COVID phenomenon cannot be understood without understanding the untelevised 2019 to 2020 unprecedented financial collapse threatening the entire global financial system. The COVID-19 pandemic's story makes little sense when viewing through the lens of health, safety, and science. Viewed through the lens of money, power, and control, wealth transfer, however, and wealth transfer, however, all, all of it makes perfect sense. The lockdowns, mandatory muzzles, anti-social distancings, and the plethora of additional measures did nothing to protect or improve public health. They were never designed to do so. The numerous mandates birthed by the onset of COVID-19 of the COVID-19 scenario were all designed to deliberately break the global economy and crush small businesses as well as break people's minds. Will and the social fabric. It breaks the people's minds, will and the social fabric in order to build back a better society that conforms to the dystopian visions of the psychopaths waging this class war. And they go on explaining all of this. And as it pertains to the Fed and the money and the scams, I'll post the full story tonight on the recap after the Daily Dose. If you guys just can't wait and you want to read it, I'll send it to you. Just send me a message on the social red pill and I can get that to you. Okay. So I guess we'll stop around here today. Although, as always, there's more news, but... We'll save it for another time, or I'll post it tonight as well. Uh, just so you guys know, on redpills.tv, we do post recaps, and it, I include everything I talk about here, as well as everything Josh talks about later um, during the Daily Dose, which will be live tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, um, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. So tune in then. All of that's on redpills.tv in the news section. You could get all the links we talk about, all the videos, everything, so you guys can revisit them or share them and spread the word, spread the information, and wake some people up. Or just check the validity, check the sources, do more research, dig deeper. You know, if you discover something, um, share it with us because we're all trying to find the truth. And that's what really matters here. That's the goal is to know the truth so thank you all so much for joining once again we'll see you tonight take care god bless and god speed